Rise up, young man. Rise up, young lady. You are not alone. No matter what you're going through, it is going to pass. You're going to come out the other side. Keep shining. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of You Are Not Alone podcast by Mamba Inspire Brand. Like the title suggests, the purpose of this podcast is to help people out there who are going through unimaginable struggles know that they are not alone and believe that they will come out on the other side. Our guest today is Henny Patel. Let's jump into it. So, hi Henny, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing well. I like the weather outside. It's a beautiful day. Really cold inside. Um, I wanted to say that I really like the theme of this podcast. Thank um, you. I have not found anything um, similar to this where you 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 find people who are talking about their str- about their struggles and you know having a space to relate to people. Yes, ma'am. I. I that's the goal that's the goal i hope uh, we get more people like you uh, share the story and this keep going i feel like this is very needed i completely agree very needed so honey let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself um yeah so my name is honey patel and i'm an indian american um uh, I'm, I'm studying chemical engineering at the university of texas at austin and I'm a senior, so I'll be graduating next semester. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, where did you grow up? Like, where did you grow up? Uh, how was growing up for you? Um, I, that's, that's a very complicated question. Um, <laughs> I grew up in different parts of um, the world. My, my majority of my childhood was in India. So, I... I was born in in the city of Surat in Gujarat, India, mm-hmm. and um, around first grade, um, my parents sent me off to boarding school, mm-hmm. wow. and yeah, it was three years that I stayed in um, that boarding school, which was in another state. Um, and then after three years in that boarding school, I had to switch boarding schools. Um, and then the second boarding school was, um, in the state of Gujarat, which was closer to my parents. And then after three years in there, um, we moved to America and in America, we've been moving around ever since as well. Um, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, you have an amazing story, uh, the, according to the small uh, thing that I heard from from you. But uh, one thing that's always in your mind is uh, the Indian culture, how women is unfairly treated in, in this culture. Can you talk about that? Yeah, um, Indian culture, um, for the most part, is patriarchal and... Um, women in a lot of families are undervalued and undermined Mm -hmm. um, due to their gender and due to something they cannot control and um, that's that's a struggle with um, Indian with the Indian culture that I try to you know start conversations about and um, just 
have people, you know, men and women, try to understand that this is an issue in the first place. Because a lot of people um, in my family just um, don't realize that they have other options. And this is an issue in the mm -hmm. first place, having, um, having, you know, one gender undermined. Wow. So do you think that for the men, do you think... Uh they believe that's how it's supposed to be or it's just they don't know how bad it is for women i i think that men are unaware mm -hmm. um, for the most part um it's it's hard to break from the cycle of what you know what you've been taught what you experience and if you if you don't see um, different lifestyles and um, families where um, patriarchy is not a thing, it's hard for men to like know. But I still believe that that's not an excuse to not want to change. Um, but it's it's a struggle that um, humans face in general, um, accepting the idea of change. Um, so yeah, I think it's not, it's not men's fault in mm. this case. I don't consider that. It's just women and men both have to work together, mm -hmm. um, to accept change, uh, for future generations and even, even themselves in this life. Wow. Wow. That's, that's deep. That's deep. So living in this culture and uh, seeing people, most women in your family going through this thing, how hard has it been to convince them that they do not have to go through this and they yeah. can work and uh, change their life? It has been hard. It's been, it's been difficult because it's hard to know where to start. I still have to follow the traditions that undermine me as a female in Indian in in the Indian culture. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I have a younger sister where you know she's brand new. She she spent majority of her life in America, and um, I also have cousins who are my age who are you know born in America and raised. So it's hard to gauge where where I should start this conversation where it will be accepted mm -hmm. um, the most and then kind of um, transition it to different um, generations of women. And I started first with just having a conversation with not just um, Indian women, mm -hmm. with um, women in general that I found mm -hmm. who, um, like my roommate Ali, we, we were just talking and um, I started talking about my life and how sad I felt that my um, and my family women are undermined and undervalued and mm -hmm. she kind of related to me even though she wasn't an Indian mm -hmm. and um, I, I found a support system. Um, Ali, she she's part african-american and part um white and so she does have 
and she she was born in America, so so she had access to resources mm-hmm. and um, acceptance of mental health awareness and such. And she supported me in trying to talk about it mm-hmm. and um, helping me communicate or you know form better art, not even artists to talk mm-hmm. to my sister about, my mom about, and such. And she was um, always talking to me. Um, trying to trying to help me basically, and so um, first I tried talking to my mom about about it because talking to her about inequalities um, mm. women face in our families, and she was accepting. However, she did not want me to continue this conversation. She felt embarrassed. She felt ashamed that I did not want to assimilate into that you know the chain um just keep my head down and not try to i guess challenge anyone challenge Mm -hmm. the men in our in our family Mm -hmm. and she also tried she talked to my dad and um my dad he and he was pissed that i was talking about something like this Mm -hmm. um but when I was in when I was in San Marcos, um, I lived with my aunt, which was another um, another experience I had realizing the inequalities. My aunt, she felt she was going through a lot of mental health issues. She was going through depression and. Um, doubting her existence and her purpose in life and she she'd had an, a, a, an abusive um emotionally abusive um even sometimes physically abusive um relationship and um i knowing that i was in america and and she started this conversation. She was she was going through so much that she had to um, talk about it with somebody, or else she would have just you know gone down a spiral hole, and um, something bad could have happened. And she talked to me, and I was I was um, kind of blown away by her by her story and by her experience it wasn't even a story it was her real experience and she was living it every single day um i decided that something had to be done about it and i first decided to talk to my grandfather about just general issues of how a woman are treated in Indian culture and like how there's a there's another option a better option a better lifestyle um, where you know women are happier and are given more opportunities to to more freedom to live their lives and um, express their opinions um, and such and I and I talked to my grandfather how um, he can help, you know, start a change mm-hmm. and, and that will ripple down generations. His, his um, acceptance of a more 
free, you know, lifestyle for women would be so much more helpful um, moving forward. And my grandfather, maybe it was too early for me to start having that conversation, but he did not. He did not take it the right way. He felt very challenged. He said, you know, if you don't like the way I am or if you don't like the way, you know, I treat women, um, maybe I should just go away and, you know, maybe I should just die or whatever. And it was heart-wrenching for me because I just, I walked in um, wanting to improve um, and I was situation for women. Exactly, I improved the situation and helped my aunt in the first place. That was my main goal mm. to just help my aunt um, kind of accept that she is going through a mental um, health issue, and it was not her fault. And it it sprung up on me like very surprisingly i was i was very surprised by his reaction mm -hmm. um my grandfather is a gentle person also he he loves his you know grandchildren and such and me being you know the oldest granddaughter or mm -hmm. grandchild i wasn't expecting him to be so mad mm -hmm. um yeah well how's uh how does people look at uh, mental issues in in your culture? Yeah, um, mental health is not a thing in um, my family, at least. And a lot of other Indian families that I've interacted with, um, and it's kind of sad because that's an essential part of our identity, like how much we know ourselves, how much we are able to control our emotions, um, understand our emotions, and accept our emotions. It's such an integral part of how we act physically, how we act um, emotionally. But in a lot of in, this is not just you know Indian culture. I've seen mm -hmm. this in um, many other cultures as well, where mental health is treated like um, something that has to be shushed. And if if other people in your community found out that you were depressed or you know you were seeing a psychologist or something like that, the next step that they automatically jump to is that you're going to be sent to a mental asylum. Wow. And where you know and then people are going to think of you as being crazy mm -hmm. and it's just there's there's a lack of communication yeah. right um in what mental health really means mm -hmm. and um a lot of it's surprising because a lot of like religions deal with that with the concept of soul and mm -hmm. like spirits and and such and it's not soul and spirit. It's not something physical, right? It's something more emotional. It's being more emotionally in touch with yourself. But um, it's kind of lost from... It's That concept is like not in touch with the everyday person. Mm -hmm. The idea of soul and 
emotionally um, well emotional well-being and and such um, yeah and so we learn about religion uh, when, when we're growing up mm -hmm. um, I, I was taught Hinduism mm -hmm. when I was growing up and um, I was also taught Christianity and um, Islam but mm -hmm. um, majority Hinduism and in Hinduism the concept of soul and reincarnation and all of that is very prominent that's deep that's deep wow in my culture is similar also going back to uh, the woman do you feel like that these women who are going through these things are stuck in their position and just don't know a way out i think i think women in in situations um, where they do feel undervalued mm -hmm. do think that they are stuck there's no other way out and they just have to die in this life and i've i've heard that from a lot more a lot many women than i wanted to hear that from um and it's not even something that they verbalize it's something that you know you kind of get the sense of that they feel so stuck and suffocated but they've accepted that that's how they're gonna live life um because there is no other option where you know they they won't be against society like they won't be challenging it so they'll still be accepted but they they still have room for happiness right mm -hmm. it's like it's like a lot of women think that their options is like being accepted by society having friends and marriages um and happiness like those are the two options that they have to choose from and many women like fall into choosing societal acceptance because you are living in the society and you're part of the society like it's it's rather like having no life and being happy or having a life and not being happy mm -hmm. um and very few people are or women are able to find relate or find themselves in relationships where they can have both mm -hmm. for the majority of the way that's what they think their options are um i think one of the things that could help uh, women in these situations is having um, a support system of strong women. Right now, um, I'm the only I'm, only I'm the only person in my family advocating for um, equality mm -hmm. um, and advocating for freedom of expression or freedom for women, freedom of expression of opinions for women and. Um, freedom um you know the i guess women having the choice to be involved mm -hmm. in financial decisions um and decisions about where they live um there i think some of these issues that i that i try to start conversations about are minor um or what people would consider minor mm -hmm. and like they're not 
something worth mm -hmm. um, starting a fight over or and something like that. But it's like it's like it you have to, to huh? No, I was like it leads to things. Yeah, it, like you building the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. You're starting from little things and you're you're gonna lead to bigger things, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't tackle the little things then you have loopholes in your in your I guess points when you try to um, solve bigger issues like um, mental health awareness or um, wow yeah education mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that wow that's deep you keep coming with us deep <laughs> wow so in general in uh, in general in, your, in, in India do you feel like there's that concept of gender inequality uh does women f i mean men may think that but do you think women feel like they are inferior to men yeah um india has a long and sad history of treating women like nothing basically um less than animals or and you know there there traditions um that that go from killing like female children like in your or feticide female feticide uh, where you have families who are forcing women to have abortion when they find out it's a girl in the womb um, instead of a boy and you know um, that leading to the tradition of sati where um, th this was like long, long ago, but it's it's in the past. Um, but past is important, right? Mm -hmm. um, where women, or when a husband dies, wife has to be burnt alive with the with their uh, cremation. Like she would have to be cremated alive. Um, and there, there's a long history of women being treated or undervalued and treated um, unfairly and unfairly is not even the word with that depth of how wrong um, the whole concept of inequality that women face in, mm -hmm. in India and right now it's not it's not that extreme like women are not being forced to be burned alive or um have female feticide well there are still like some cases where there's some villages that that might happen but um for most most of the part most of the country of india and even indian americans and indians in general have moved past that idea but there's still there's still that the tradition of women are inferior to men how hard have it been for you to keep the good things from your culture but still learn other ways that your culture don't have yeah um indian culture i i love the food i love um the diversity in in the indian culture itself and um the colors and how colorful the food is, how colorful the clothes are, um, 
and I love the you know dance and music and even even the artistic history of the Indian culture mm -hmm. it's it's one of the long longest um, religion and even the longest culture and I love that aspect of it however and even even the religion I love how there are so many gods and um, you never really you never really fully know Hinduism because there are so many gods introducing or having a power dynamics in a family mm -hmm. um, especially between like partners right it's unhealthy it's it leads to mental health issues it leads to emotional abuse because when when a human being is introduced to power I think it's so easy to become greedy and have that power trip right to take advantage of that power and giving men the responsibility of being the head of a family and being the breadwinner and making all the important decisions mm -hmm. um, and making sure that nobody in your family is able to challenge you um, that kind of creates an oppressive environment mm -hmm. wow wow so y your grandfather is a very well well-made man uh, what was his expectation for for you uh, coming to going to college and uh, yeah. can you talk about his philosophy toward this issue yeah my grandfather he has worked hard all his life he he started working at the age around you know nine or ten um, because his father had passed away mm -hmm. and maybe i don't know maybe he's exaggerated when he was telling me the story but mm -hmm. this is what i know from mm -hmm. from what he told me um he started working when he was nine or ten and he's been working since this day today um he worked as like a trucker such throughout his life in india and then he came to, he came to america where now like like typical hotels we have like hotel businesses mm -hmm. and so now he works in a hotel <clears throat> and his expectations of me are are a kind of funny i think mm -hmm. um they they're not logical um they're like um irrational type of um type of expectations he has for me so um from what i felt from having conversations with him is that he wants me to get a degree mm -hmm. um get married have kids and not use the degree at all and i'm just like then why am i going to college right mm -hmm. it just like made no sense so when i first started um voicing my opinions or realizing that I do have this passion to help women around the world. Mm -hmm. um, it was I was I was letting my anger consume me, mm. and I became bitter towards the male figures in my family. And we, my I guess my dad and my grandfather and my uncle they they kind of stopped talking to me because I was just. 
unnecessarily rude to them all the time. And um, but now I'm just trying to bridge that gap because I realize that them not talking to me doesn't really solve any issues. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking at a bigger picture, right? And me not having control over my own emotions mm -hmm. don't really doesn't really help me mm -hmm. um, with my overall goal. Wow, so you are studying chemical engineering yeah. uh, right now here at UT, but it seems like you love civil rights. Like that's, that's your passion. That's, what's, what's some of your life aspirations? Um, I chose chemical engineering because I was good in math and science and I wanted to help um, make this world a better place to live in, mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, uh, reducing pollution, um, air pollution, water pollution. Um, so I became a chemical engineer. Throughout that, throughout that process of, um, in college, I realized that my passion to help women is a lot more stronger. I guess, you know, use my chemical engineering degree. Mm -hmm. And in like other ways and just connecting women to all the resources that are available already so um, I, I, I wanted to have an organization where we do have all the resources but I realized that it might not be a feasible solution so yeah. maybe just helping women get in touch with different types of um, aids in terms in like relating to whatever they need mm -hmm. in life and just helping women have more happy and meaningful um life wow that's amazing so honey who are you like not what you do like what's your purpose in life like who are you yeah i define myself through my passion i am a girl a woman who wants to help other women and i'm an empathetic person i guess i empathize with everyone i talk to and i can see a person's struggle I've, i can i can tell this person's present through their past and what they've gone through and their future ambitions, right? And I see people as a continuum instead of this is who they are. And th that's one of the things that's helped me control my own emotions and not be angry towards one person or one entity. Um, so me, I am an empathetic human being um, that's that's a skill that I want to empower within me to help mm. other other people in need. Do you have any advice for uh, that woman who are going through these things right now, or that little girl who are seeing his her mother go through this thing and expect that her life will be like that? What are some advice you have for them? Um, one advice I have is that it's it's very important that women are not against women. Um, you don't have to be supporting women, but do not, you know, kind of 
be against women and freedom and women's right to choice because it doesn't help anybody if women don't have freedom to choose their lifestyle that's that's the that's the one advice i have mm -hmm. for girls it just you just know that you are valued and should be valued equally as the men in and you know boys so there you have it people thank you so much for tuning into the mamba inspire you are not alone podcast we have another great story next episode make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel twitter and instagram for updates look up mamba inspire <laughs>